0: Ladies and gentlemen, week zero of 2023 is here. The weather is turning. The fall foliage is coming out. It's the best time of year. We have an SEC preview to do. We have team totals to lock in for the year. We have week zero picks tonight. We have a pack show for you. I'm so glad you've joined us on this Wednesday afternoon when you're listening. Hey. Um, go quick, ahead
1: John. quick um shout out to the potential new listeners. Um, Connors found we touched on this last week. Connors found something with the algorithm out there on Instagram. I didn't see, did we did we have oh, who is today? It says it's day four.
2: Today was Delvin Cook
1: from Florida Ooh, State. I was okay. going to
2: do Jerry Judy. We had so many Alabama guys already. And yeah. Deshaun Watson's the other really good four. But, you know, I felt I felt probably, probably best that we didn't good really need to put him on there.
1: choice for multiple reasons to avoid Deshaun. Um, you found something, dude. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was popular. He was a hit. Devontae Smith before him was a hit. Golden Tate, I'm still getting notifications for Golden Tate. That was like two weeks ago. He's like mid 20s. It's pretty incredible stuff.
0: Yeah, it's up um, to like
1: 65,000 65, views. I think we gotta give it. We do gotta give. Um, I mean, Connor's cutting up the film. He's taking time. You know, the the seventh rounder's salary isn't too much. So he's uh, he's really just grinding for the guys for the for the brand. The our
0: salary is commission based. You know, if, yeah. if we get our bets right, we're, we're making money and we're happy. When we're struggling, um, we have issues.
1: So. Yeah. Big time. Listen, I'm excited. So, I, I, I'm excited for SEC football, Chad. I feel like, Dave, um, we got to get you to get a word in here. I'm just thinking about you sitting there. I see your head moving around, a couple gyrations. <laughs> How do you feel about week zero? Having
3: some laptop issues here, but no, we're, we're checked in. Um super excited, obviously. I mean, I texted you guys first thing this morning, um, slight Zephyr in the air. It was a mid sixties walking the dog head on this, his zip up right here was very comfortable. Uh, you know, one about halfway zip up. So you get a little airflow, just super comfortable. Uh, just literally felt like I was ready to dive in for, for a full slate of games. So we get the little tickle this weekend and then. We were texting earlier, you know, we got week 0.5, a nice Thursday slate. Some attractive games in there that we'll we'll probably get to next week. But we got that. I mean, obviously, Friday we have some games, too. Full slate Saturday. And then a week little one and a half on Sunday, as Chad mentioned. So just exciting times to be a college hey, football fan. There, uh, there's games on that Monday, too. There probably is. I think
0: LSU-FSU yeah. is Monday. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. So I mean, even better.
3: That's that's part of week, week one and, and a half. A half. Spectacular
0: yeah. game. Are you kidding me?
3: <laughs>
0: Just incredible. Um, so where is? I know we've discussed this um, personality each week. You know, for the last month, is Corso completely thought out? Is he ready
2: to go? No. Week one. No. He's <laughs> aiming for a week one, a week one uh, debut. I there's. I find it hard to believe that he's going to be in Charlotte for game day week one. To be honest with you. He could be. That's the thing. I just that see right now, he's doing like some
1: of these in his house right now, just like getting loose. The send pencil in the air. Yeah. You know, they, they like to get the studio broadcast from him in his backyard with a bunch of random people. They just invite them. they just, just I don't even know if they Lee if these people can come to his backyard, but they, they just bring him in, you know, send in the bus. Rock
0: is like swimming in his pool.
1: Dude, we're the exact group. All right, that's our next project, chat. I need you to find it. Would we'll get us into Lee's backyard for the uh, the studio broadcast form if they need to do that. Yeah, that'd
2: be okay. okay. I was
1: that's gonna, gonna say you, you act like you wouldn't go to it.
0: Oh no, absolutely would have some beverages with the boys and be in the background of college game day. I think that would be ideal. Um. um but SEC preview to start the show um, Connor I'm hoping you have the SEC odds up um, as I do not
2: we got Georgia minus 110 Bama plus 300 LSU plus 460 Tennessee 15 to 1 and AM 20 to 1 Ole Miss 30 to 1 Auburn 50 to 1 Arkansas 95 to 1 and then everyone else is over a hundred to one. I will mention South Carolina's plus eleven thousand.
0: Arkansas has better odds than South Carolina.
2: Arkansas is one of the best backfields in the country,
3: low key. Rocket Sanders. I, yeah, I think
1: part of that is due to. I mean, Georgia's just. You got to be above Georgia in the East to be able to, you know, win the SEC. It's going to be very tough, especially Georgia's schedule, which I'm sure we'll dive into. Yeah.
0: So starting with the dogs, Carson Beck named the starter two days ago. Um, He looks like a dipshit, but I think he's going to be really good. If I just – based on a few like cover three guys and a couple other things I've listened to, sounds like he has a live arm, an NFL caliber arm, um, highly rated guy out of high school. He's been in that system now. I believe this is his third year. They return Kendall Milton and then that other like Nick Chubb looking dude in the backfield. So they got their backfield back. Wide receiver, uh,
2: they, Ladd got, they got they still there. They got yeah. McConkey and they got uh, Dorian Singer came in from Missouri. He was very no, very good.
3: It's not sing- No, Dorian Singer is the kid who went to USC. It's uh, Luther or something.
2: No, oh, it's a, it's not Singer, but it's
3: Dorian. Uh... No, I think it's I think it's Luther or something. Pretty sure the Missouri kid or love it. Is it love it? Yes, love it. Yeah, love it. Not Luther, love it. Dominic Love it. Yes, yes. there you go. Dominic Love it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he they was, also he brought was in good. uh, I know they brought in a dude from Mississippi State to Ra rah Thomas, who yeah. was uh, I think Mississippi State's top wideout last year.
2: Yeah, love it. Love they it. Was were... Really good at uh, Missouri. He he had like a 2.7. Yards per per route run last year, I think,
1: which is pretty. Oh, Connor paused. And, 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 pa- and Powers freezes as we all look in shock as he stops talking.
0: I'll, I'll finish what he's saying. 2.6-something yards per route run. I don't get that metric, but apparently that's good. The Dogs lose 80 Mitchell. Um, offensive line. I'm assuming it's going to be good. I don't know yeah. much about the offensive line. And then the defense is is going to be awesome. They brought in every recruit they wanted. Um, they've got a couple. That DN there, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Sophomore is supposed to be fantastic. Um, at, like, if Carson Beck is legit, legit, like the, they may not play in a close game all year. That includes the college football playoff. I think a lot hinges on Carson Beck. Stetson Bennett did a phenomenal job running that offense the last two years. Um, if Carson Beck is the NFL caliber guy that you know he could be, um, they're going to be nearly impossible to beat.
1: You know, they have an easy schedule, too. So they're obviously they're going for the three-peat. I think they lost seven guys on defense, something around that. But like you guys are saying, the depth for Georgia is unbelievable. A bunch of five-stars ready to step up. Um, easy schedule. They basically just have three true, maybe four true road games because the Florida is technically a road game, but really a neutral site. Yeah. Um, and, and so they, they don't, when they, I guess they have four on that one because they played Georgia Tech to end the year. So they, they go into the Tennessee matchup in middle of November, having only played two true road games, I believe Vanderbilt and Auburn.
0: Okay. I think that's their most likely spot to lose if they do. Um, And we'll get to Tennessee in a bit. I like Tennessee this year. That it's a tough place to play. Um, They don't get LSU. They don't get Bama. Um, I don't see anyone outside of Tennessee giving them issues in the East at all. Um. That's kind of where I'm at on the
3: dogs. And they have a win total of 11 and a half, right? Yeah. Do not see that too often.
1: Um, So I I
3: was... Sorry, go ahead, John.
1: I was going to say, I was tempted to have the dogs total as one of my three locks. Ended up not doing it. And I'm really tempted to go under. Under, I think they go 11 and one. I think they slip up one game. I I honestly do. I don't think that they should. I think everyone thinks they're going to go twelve and zero, run the table. And at that point, you know, if they do, they could lose the SEC. And then John
0: has an issue here.
1: Yeah, was was week three. Really tough matchup week three after two cupcakes. You know, you get an SEC matchup. It's in Georgia. But if you remember,
0: by fifty five.
1: Do you remember when, when the South Carolina went in there 2020, I believe it was? Muschamp was still the coach. They knocked Georgia off, actually ruined their – That was Holinsky,
2: right? That was – he got
1: hurt. He got hurt. The carry-on joiner went in. Didn't even play well. Um, Israel Mukuamu had a pick six. It was electric. It was a defensive battle. Um, do that again. I, inexperienced quarterback in his first SEC starting. The stars could align.
2: I, I'm. I was tempted to bet Georgia too. I mean, even the best Alabama teams were losing a game. It's hard to go twelve and zero. They do play absolutely nobody, but like,
3: it just takes one. Yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule, this this the trip up spots that stand out to me at Auburn, first year under you freeze. I mean. Feels like Auburn is just kind of a, a giant slayer. Obviously, we they get they've gotten Bama several times. I know that's kind of a obviously a rivalry game, but that could be a spot. You know, Florida. I don't know how good Florida's gonna be this year, but that's a rivalry game. And then at Tennessee, as I think Chad touched on earlier, is the is kind of the big one I think everyone's circling. But it is it is tough to see where they would slip up, but I agree with John and Connor that even these best Bama teams, right, they always, they always found a way at some point, it seemed like, to slip up. So it, it's hard to go undefeated, you know. I remember George almost lost to Missouri on the road last year. I think they were probably 25-point favorites in that game. So you just never know um, where when, when that week might be. You get those sleepy Saturdays like week seven. Yep. Oh, no, You never know. You're playing at
2: 4 p.m. You don't want to be there. Just takes one. Um, I will tease that one of my favorite win totals is from the SEC, but I'll uh, I'll save that for later. So, okay. on the other side of the division, or of the conference, I should say, we got Bama, we got LSU, we got A&M. I think those are maybe Ole Miss. I don't know if people think Ole Miss can contend, but... I would say it's at Bama and LSU.
0: Yeah, I I will never bet on Texas A&M
2: again. Um, I hate
0: Jimbo Fisher. People seem to be hot, like relatively high on A&M this year, bounce back position. Maybe they go like eight and four. I don't see any better than that. Um, but I think it's a, a two-team you know, race there between Bama and LSU.
3: The one note I will say on A and M, I, I it's it feels really stinky. You know, obviously they were horrible last year. They are, I believe it's only it's less than fifteen teams. I want to say it's about ten to twelve teams who qualify for the the blue chip ratio. Basically, for those who don't know what that is, I believe every single team who's won the title since the BCS era has had a blue chip ratio greater than sixty percent, which means more than sixty percent of the roster his four or five star recruits, A and M qualifies for that, which means on a pure talent perspective and from like a power rating standpoint, they're still going to grade out really well. Um, they brought in uh, who, who's Patrino, right, to call plays. I know he's the new yeah. OC. Well, that's either we don't be know, fantastic or him, uh, just we, a we,
2: we,
3: yeah, we don't Jimbo's know.
2: Refu- Jimbo's refused to say if he's actually calling plays or not. Right,
3: but from what I've listened to this this off season, Trino's one of those guys, like, he's probably not taking that job unless he's going to have a pretty substantial say in that offense. So I think regardless of whether or not he's calling plays, he'll, he'll kind of have his fingerprints all over that offense. And for as, um, I guess, kind of disliked a guy is, you know, he's obviously at a rocky road. Dude has always put up points at every stop of his coaching career. So, especially in college, uh, I think it's reasonable to expect that their offense will be better and then to me it's like what what does that defense look like i mean they're riddled with four and five star kids do they take a step forward defensively i I think they're kind of a dark horse like i wouldn't count them out but i'm certainly certainly not betting on them
1: if there's uh there's two things i know about bobby petrino it's he can he can call an offense and he's got a poor moral compass (laughs) so yeah it'll be interesting i mean Desmond Howard put him in the final four last year. People forget. Yeah. Week zero actually it was very it was very close. It was almost the one year in. I can't wait to see that on Twitter, dude. That's gonna be a his, fi-
0: his final four is almost worse than Powers last year.
1: Bro, it was um, bad. It was bad. <laughs> so
0: Bama. Um, I'll start. I don't really know what to make of them. I just I think they the last two years, they've been so Bryce Young dependent. I think Saban's gonna say fuck that. I'm gonna run the shit out of the football. I expect that team to leave college football in total rushing this year. I don't know who their running backs are. I don't think it matters. I think they're just gonna absolutely try and dominate the line of scrimmage Jace, and just run the ball. And uh, McClellan,
1: I, Jace McClellan's their starter, 10 touchdowns last year. Um the receiving room's Pretty good. Uh Jermaine Burton, Ja'Cory Brooks, Kobe Prentice.
0: I have not heard good things about their receiver room.
1: Saban has not I've spoken highly of them. That dude motivation tactic, dude. That's classic Saban. Chad, you don't know what you're talking about here. Um I actually you do because I agree with the running piece. I think they're gonna run run the shit out of the ball. They brought in Tyler Buckner. Is he gonna start? From Notre they um, and was, Tommy Reese. They
3: haven't named a starter yet, right? Yeah, um, I was just gonna say everyone kind of buried the lead here. I mean, we don't know who their starter is gonna be, cor- and yeah,
1: the, yeah the the quarterback is um it, it's obviously an uncertain position. I think that's why like the, Chad's right when he says he's gonna, they're gonna lean on the run. I think they're gonna be really good team. They're gonna exhaust you. They're gonna be different than they looked like the last few seasons. Um, Dude, just when you think Saban's down, like that's when he strikes. Like, I, Bama over 10 wins feels like a play that needs to be taken. Not one of my top three locks, but just because of the strength of schedule for them. But they're, they're going to be really good. I, I, I have no concerns with Bama. No,
2: I'm hearing their, I might be the best defensive player in the country this year.
1: Defense is going to be disgusting, yeah. dude. Cool. aid turn. Dallas I- a <laughs> <Dallas laughs> stud, too. Yeah. I mean, they're,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a quarterback. It'll be interesting, right? Jalen Milro We saw against who did he play against last year? It was the game Bryce was hurt? It was maybe Mississippi State or was it A and M? I think it was A and M. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, he's you know they're all highly highly ranked kids on Bama, but he's kind of known as yeah. phenomenal athlete. Inconsistent. Milro's the, the
0: fastest player I've ever seen. I think. He yeah, had a like, run that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean he's he's built like a shit brick house too um
1: is it i say here's the thing i I wouldn't be shocked if they started all three in different games like the first six seven weeks and then by by mid-season when it really is going to start to matter because they they finish with tennessee and lsu the problem is probably the problem is
3: they got texas in week two
1: yeah you should know know who
3: your quarterback is going to that game i think middle tennessee state in week one is certainly a spot where they're going to you know, give a couple guys a look. I mean, the 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 case for Ty Buckner is Tommy Reese is the new OC there. Uh, obviously, came over from Notre Dame. Coach Ty Buckner last year. Ty Buckner actually kind of the same story as Milrow. He's probably not the athlete that Milrow is, but kind of was a a better better runner of the ball than he was throwing last year for Notre Dame. Good athlete. Don't know if he's got what it takes to to be the starting quarterback of Bama. And then the other guy was Ty Simpson, who's you know I think a five star kid. Obviously hasn't played a game yet, so see my my guess would be Milro, and I agree with what you and you and Chad said, John. I think they' run the piss out of the ball um, and hopefully that passing tack evolves for them throughout the year and once they the, settle on
1: the guy the reason i I don't think they would start that many quarterbacks because they're losing games. I think they would be doing it because the quarterback's just doing enough, and they're trying to see who's who can do the most like but I, th- I think they match up well with Texas. I really do. Like I, th- I think that's a bad matchup for Texas. It's in Tuscaloosa. I think it's going to be a great game. Can't I, wait for it.
0: I think their issue is they got to pick a guy before week one because whoever that is, the guy's going to need game reps. Oh, He's going to need to I'm play sure. the whole game. I don't think you can split reps that week one. I think whoever
1: – go ahead. I think they'll pick one week one. I'm saying, like, don't be surprised if it changes week to week, though, early on in the season if one uh, guy is not standing out Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure come on, Saban's got a plan. We know this. Can't act like we're no, who the news Uh-oh. I my bad I I, know, bro.
3: That's my guess too. Um last thing for me on Bama, the good news is if you look at their SEC schedule, uh they do I mean their road games are A&M, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. So they do get LSU at home. Um they do get uh, Texas at home, like John mentioned. I mean, A&M, Kentucky, and Auburn. I mean, Auburn could be tough, but seems like it's a pretty good pretty good draw. I mean, getting LSU to home is big. Old Miss, too. And Tennessee. Last, yeah.
0: <laughs> last thing I was going to say is, um, Dave, you brought his name up. I think this is a big year. Well, his first year there, but I think it's massive for Tommy Reese. I don't think he's very good. Uh, Notre Dame's offense was horrible last year under him. Um, so I have concerns there, and that's why even more I think they're just going to lean on the run. And I think it's uh, Milroe I think that's the right move and just try and be
3: dynamic running the ball. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth too. last thing on Bama. I already said that, but. We've seen him win, win championships with. Kind of suspect quarterbacks, right? Who was the dude? I think the first year they beat Clemson, I can't even remember his name. It was after McCarron. Greg McElroy?
0: No, no the African American guy.
3: No, no, John what Parker Wilson. Was it him? John Parker. I don't Wilson? know. They, they, all oh, just to say they, they've, they've won with not great quarterback play in the past. Yeah. I mean steady. Guys and who that, don't make mistakes. So they've always me, been a, that's who Saban will settle on. is the guy who we trust the most and knows isn't gonna lose a game. That that's that's who I think they settle on.
1: I don't know who that guy is. I would I would take uh, by stock Blake Sims. James.
3: Yeah, Listen. Blake Sims is who I was thinking of, Chad. That that's exactly who. People are like, who the hell is Blake Sims? Exactly.
1: Chad was all over it there. Honestly, credit to you. Um take stock in Jason McClellan Heisman. I'm just saying. like. I, I think let's that's see, it. think see. about Bama running backs let's over the years is. in this situation. Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, TJ Yeldon, TJ Yeldon, that's, Trent Richardson. Well, for that one, Trent Richardson, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. dude, run it. Running back Najee Harris. Harris. I mean, running back you. A bunch of those one Heisman. Been...
0: LSU. Um... Massive expectations this year. Um, I where to start with them, uh, Mc McDaniels, or Daniels, J, J J Jaden Daniels. Yeah, is the quarterback. Daniels. People are people are high on. He has like top three or four highest odds. I personally don't see it. I think he's fine. Um, I I think LSU's defense is going to be really really good. Offensively, offensively, um, I don't know much about them. And I'm just – I'm not a big Jaden Daniels guy. Um, I thought he was awesome. His fr- true freshman year at Arizona State and just – to me, even last year, I just – I don't see it. Um, but I think LSU's defense is good enough. They're going to be in every game. And, like, with the concerns I have with Bama, I, I think it's a pretty – Pretty open battle between those two teams to win the West.
2: They have this guy, uh, Nussmeier, too. Garrett Nussmeier, who's a big-time prospect. If Daniels fucks up at all.
1: Connor, correct me if I'm wrong, but Daniels is, like, top. He's, like, number two in Heisman odds. Yeah. Pretty high up. He's third, I think. So you guys are selling that. You would rather have um, Jason McClellan. Good stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, I
1: I I don't know what to make of LSU. I I, I think Bama gets in this year. I don't think they'd beat Bama two years in a row. Um, they do return a bunch of talent. I'm curious. I, I I'm just intrigued with Bryce or uh, Brian Kelly in his second year. See what he does out there. Seems to be recruiting really well. So
3: they got some dudes on defense. Harold Perkins mm-hmm. was was probably the best yeah. freshman in the country last year. Yeah. Um, got another dude interior defensive lineman, Masson Smith. Like he missed, he actually got hurt in the season opener against Florida state. It was like a five-star prospect um, a guy that, that a lot of the people are, a lot of draft guys are really high on. Um, I think Jaden Daniels offensively, I mean, they, they seemed out of sorts a lot last year, but he kept them in games because he is incredibly talented. I mean, he's another guy he's, a phenomenal rusher, like great athlete um, has a good arm too. I mean, they had some weapons last year, Malik neighbors and they lost Kayshaun boo, but neighbors is back. Probably one of the best receivers in the sec. I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, they seemed like they outperformed expectations by a good bit last year. So what is, what is year two under Kelly look like? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously bam on the road, like you already touched on um where are the other spots they, it was florida state week so, one is a banger that's that was such so a that good the, game last year
1: that's the best game of week one by far yeah. two, two top 10 teams i mean after that though let's say lsu goes out they take care of business against florida state it's not murderers row until bama and if they win against florida state i fully expect that to be two undefeated teams in tuscaloosa on november 4th fully expect that and that'll be for the west Yeah, the the team I
3: wouldn't sleep on is Ole Miss on the road. I feel like that's that's just a tough spot.
1: Yeah, Um,
3: Sean
2: Judkins is a stud. Yeah, the running back at Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, they got got Jackson Dart there too.
3: They also got uh, the dude from um, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, a QB. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's starting there. I'm not sure who, if they've even named a starter between those two guys yet, but. Yeah, I think the schedule sets up pretty nicely. It would be cool to get a Bama LSU undefeated matchup November 4th. Uh, both teams got some work to do, though.
1: Yeah, Old Miss seems to have a really challenging schedule. They're playing everybody this year, everybody in the top 15. Um, them and the Gamecocks, I think, are like literally two top five. Um, other contenders, like Tennessee, do you think they threaten in the he- East?
0: I was. Super high on Tennessee a few weeks ago. I'm still high on them. I think they're firmly the second best team in the East. Um, A lot hinges on Joe Milton. Uh, That doesn't really need to be said. Um, But I just can Joe Milton run the offense that Hendon Hooker was so good in—an offense where you you need an accurate quarterback. You know, take care of the football. Um, Tennessee is. My understanding is they have a really good wide receiver room again this year. Uh, they got Swirl something. They have another guy that's a burner. Um, I think Milton just, if he's able to take care of the football and be accurate, Tennessee is going to be really, really good. Um, just another year with that staff in place. Um, you know, they're bringing in some decent recruits. I don't know where they finished in thing. terms of um, recruiting rankings like, last high, year. Hi. High, uh, high, high. So that's uh, I'm very high on Tennessee, and you know, it similar kind of thought process to Bama. What is the quarterback play going to look like? Um, it, is Joe Milton able to just come in and take over um, for Hendon Hooker, and you know, be successful, be accurate?
1: Big John's talking. Yeah. He's on mute. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen out here. Milton started game one, 2021 hooker took the job. Didn't look back until he got hurt. Milton has a different style, Chad. You know, he's got a cannon of an arm and it's been uh, it's been accuracy issues for him. So I think they could be a letdown team or, or they could also really, really challenge Georgia. They, they get him at home, which is huge. Um, incredibly athletic and fast team again. Um,
0: it's such really? a quarterback-friendly offense. Yeah. That's why I'm 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 uh, cautiously optimistic. Yeah. But I mean, the concerns are there in terms of accuracy, decision making. That, that's that's a, why I pumped the brakes a little bit. The,
1: their win totals nine. That's one I wouldn't touch with with a ten foot pole. I have no. I don't know. That could be a volatile team. Like we'll see what they do. We'll see if last year was a fluke or if it was legit. I have
3: a bad well, taste for Milton just from watching them at at Michigan. I I, th- I think they're. I don't know if their offense will be the same without without Hooker. Honestly, I think Milton is, has all the talent. I just he's never shown he could be a guy who can operate consistently. Like he's gonna have some great plays. He could he could throw the ball probably further than anyone in, in college football. Um, I'm worried about what that consistency looks like, and I think they take a step back offensively. Now I think Josh Heupel is a good coach. Uh, they have recruited very well. So, I think from a talent perspective, you know, they, they should beat up on most of the league. Uh, but they obviously do have Georgia and Bam on the schedule, Bam on the road. So, I don't know. I, I, I think they're total sitting at nine ones, if not mistaken. Uh, to me, they look like a nine one. Like that, this feels like a nine one yeah. team, if I had to guess. Yeah. They'll probably finish top those, 15.
0: Yeah. You have those two teams on the schedule. It's very hard to really dabble in that that win total unless you're, you know, firmly on the under there.
1: Yep. Um, dark horses. Who do we like? John's just screaming. Go ahead. Yeah, go uh, ahead. No, no. John, get, have, your, yeah. have
3: your have your have your minute here. Yep. Or take as much Four, time as I? you Two want minutes. actually. Yeah. Give us yeah. the pitch.
1: Okay. So I've actually been seeing a lot of um, honestly pessimism. I feel I feel like the Gamecocks are starting to be like I think ESPN and FPI had them second worst to Vanderbilt, um, and their little power whatever you know whatever numbers they put together. I love that they're not ranked to start the year. Um, they don't need to be. I think that's good. You know, put it up on the bulletin board, Shane. I think I said that when the rankings came out last episode. Um, you know, an excellent opportunity. Week one, neutral site second or third best game of, of the week one slate, I'd say. Corso will be here. Gaindale will be here. Spencer Rattler will be here. Drake May will be here. It's going to be a shootout. And that game is going to – that is going to define the season. If we lose, I'm going to be so miserable. And <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's going to be a mess. Um, but that isn't going to happen. Like, I, that is not going to happen. Realistically, there are some concerns, injuries here in training camp. Um, juice wells, stud receiver, he could emerge as an all-american if he stays healthy this year. Um, went off against Tennessee, went off against uh Georgia and Notre Dame in the bowl game. He's got a bum ankle right now. We got a transfer tight end, um, Trey Knox from Arkansas. Dow Loggins, new offensive coordinator, came over. Listen, he's got a bad history with some teams. I hope Dow's pretty good. Do you guys know who he is from his uh, chat? He was the Dolphins offensive coordinator once. I think we we're like 31st in the league or something Something terrible. Um, so I'm trying hey, to remember. You were talking
2: about Bobby Petrino earlier. He didn't even finish his season with Atlanta.
1: That's a fact, actually, so that's a good point. Um, he's done well to get people over here, though. Uh, and then we obviously have the f- number one on Bruce Feldman's freak list, Nicholas Harbor, true freshman. 6'5", 245, runs like a 4'2", 4'3", something crazy. Um, he's, like, questionable. Pretty sure he's going to play. Listen, guys, we return a lot of talent, honestly, on the defensive side. Beamer's got most of his recruiting cycles now in. There are not many players left that aren't aren't Beamer's guys. Um, they're recruiting exceptionally well here going into the next class 2024. It's a tough schedule. I think by all by all accounts I've seen, I think the Gamecocks have the number one uh, strength of schedule in the country this year. I feel like that's been the case, or they've been top five just about every season. They play Georgia. They play Clemson out of conference. We get a We get Florida. Uh, North Carolina, obviously, big neutral site game. Um, there's just less cupcakes on the schedule than some other SEC teams. So do you guys want me to run through the schedule? I did this last year, and I think my prediction was right, actually. I think I was right. Eight yeah, uh, I mean, you,
2: you got every single game, correct?
1: No, not every game, but I got the final record right. Okay. I Go did ahead. call Clemson win, too. I called Tennessee loss, I think. I can't remember. So week one's a win. North Carolina 1-0. Week two, we get Furman. Should be 2-0, and I would hope. Uh, um, week three, we're in Athens. Closer than the experts think, but we're going to lose that one. So we're two and one. Cover the spread. Promise you, cover the spread in week three. Week four we're at home. Bounce back game against Mississippi State. Quite honestly, I don't know much about Mississippi State this year. I don't think they're supposed to be very good. Um, I think we win that game at home. It's huge that, huge that that's at home. Week five we get Tennessee much earlier in the season than last year. In Tennessee, in Knoxville, upset of the uh, young season here. Gamecocks four and one. After the trip to Rocky Top. Top. Then we come come back home. We play Florida. I think total letdown if we beat Tennessee. I actually think we'll lose to Florida at home there um, based on the the path that I'm going down right now. 4-2 and on the road against Missouri the next week. Missouri's given us a lot of problems. Uh, We lost to him at home last year. Super deflating letdown loss. I think we remember that win this one, which puts us at, what, 5-2? and Then we get AM on the road, probably going to lose that 5-3. and three. Jacksonville State at home. Jacksonville State, welcome to uh, Division I FBS. They they got promoted this year. I think Rich Rodriguez is their head coach. Correct me if I'm wrong.
3: They beat they beat Florida State a couple years ago too, right?
1: Welcome, still to, D1. welcome to D1 FBS, J- Jacksonville State. You're going to get smoked um, on November <laughs> 4th against the Gamecocks. Uh, they, that's the same day as BAM LSU. You know, no one's going to be watching this game. Six and three Vanderbilt at home. Seven and three. I might be in attendance at that. Uh, Kentucky at home. We're talking eight and three here. Like we're gonna go out and beat Kentucky. Beamer doesn't like Stoops. Rivalry game. And then we finish the season home against Clemson, and that's a win. Like we're nine and three. Put it in the books. Nine and three. Good bowl game. Crowd goes wild. That
3: might be a that might be a New Year's six bowl. If you go nine and, <laughs> nine, and, if you go nine and three that schedule, I mean honestly, that's my takeaway from from listening to you there. That schedule was brutal. You're right. Getting Clemson in the non in non conference every year that that is.
1: We tough. start the year with Clemson, and then we always seem to have this Charlotte neutral site game. It's like NC State or North Carolina or someone like that, and that's Respect like we to usually it. get two.
3: Respect yeah. to South Carolina, man, and playing one of the toughest schedules in the in the country year so, in year out.
1: I respect that. We appreciate it. Thank you for for being you know in our court. Fun fun thing. Jacksonville State, I believe, is the Gamecocks. I believe they are. The, it's going to be Gamecock versus Gamecock that that week. Um, going to be pretty fun. And then Furman, the in-state school. You know, we'll give them a couple hundred thousand dollars so that we can beat them in week two, and it's going to be great for all all involved. Who are your dark horses in the SEC?
3: Just a quick comment in South Carolina too. I've been a I've been a Spencer Rattler hater in the past, John. Um, yeah, seen some yeah. seen some things. Seems like the guy maybe has grown up a little bit. The talent's there. He really showed what he was capable Gee. of at the end of last year. You know, I think back to um, to that win over Clemson. They got the they got pieces. I mean, they could be a team that surprises. It's just that, like honestly, I think if they yeah. go seven and five at this schedule, it's it's a really good year. Honestly, Listen, uh, I know you don't want to hear that, but I think it's a from, I, I think it's I think it's reasonable to see them take another step.
1: Yeah, their win totals six and a, six or six and a half, depending where you get it. Um, the shout out number one our punter Kai Kroger was first team uh AP all American. So we have a first team AP all American this year. Kai Kroger, ladies and gentlemen, he's a stud. Don't laugh about Dude. that, Chad. Punters Go. punters make a difference. Dude. In games. Dude, there were some I'm not even kidding. I think it was the Clemson game. Like he pinned him in like those games we won at the end of the year, he was pinning them inside the 10 religiously throughout the game. Like he'd 60 plus yard punts. He was he was a game changer. Um Spencer Rattler, he's he's going to be good. So I've heard that last year that their offensive coordinator, he went over to Nebraska with Matt Rule Satterfield. Um, he was very mechanical. He didn't really let – like Spencer needs to just kind of be let loose, and it sounds like that's what – like he's got a lot of control over the, the offense this year. So uh, it, it could be hopefully a different looking offense. Hopefully it's not more of the same, um, but we'll see.
3: I would say my kind of team sneaky team to watch a dark horse if you if you should uh if I may say is Auburn. I mean Hugh Freeze has has the SEC pedigree. Guy who's pulled some big upsets in the past. He's beaten Bama. They get both Bama and Georgia both at home this year. Um I just think their offense was so bad last year. I mean a quarterback they were they're between Robbie Ashford and uh, whoever that LSU transfer was. who wasn't very good, uh, who I think has is, is since transferred again, blanking on his name. Uh, but they did bring in Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, who honestly I thought was pretty impressive at times. I think at the very least he's an upgrade over over Robbie Ashford. Their running back, Jarquois Hunter, I think is an absolute stud. So I just think that's a team that, that should take a step forward offensively. Uh, another team that has all the talent. I could see them pulling off a Georgia-Bammer upset at home. You know, I mentioned that was a spot um, for Georgia earlier. Like, wouldn't shock me. I, I just – I wouldn't – wouldn't shock me. Uh, they get UMass, Cal, and Sanford in the non-con. Should be three wins. Cal should be horrendous this year. So, I think Auburn's a team to watch. Uh, I don't know if they'll actually be a threat to – you know, to go to the SEC title game or anything. But if they end up winning eight, nine games, that means they've, they've pulled off uh, an upset or two because they also have LSU. So talk about tough schedules, Bama, Georgia, LSU.
1: Auburn's got a lot of new faces. Half of their 11 of their 22 are, are new starters this year. Um, Peyton Thorne was never impressive at Michigan State. I'm curious to see how he'll do. Under yeah, I always thought he was pretty
3: average. I mean, I don't pretty- think that that team wasn't great. Look, Robbie Asford, did you guys watch him at all last year? The guy's not not an FBS quarterback. He's just not. So, I think I I don't think Peyton Thorne's great. I think he can be a league, you know, a middling SEC quarterback, good enough to uh to keep in games.
2: My dark horse is Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and the boys.
0: Uh, I agree with Connor. That was where I was going. Um, I just like listen they have three guaranteed losses at bama at georgia home against lsu outside of that i think they're gonna be in all these games like i they have AM at home um they have arkansas at home they get mercer tulane georgia tech in the non-con um this might be a set like an 7 and 5, 8 and 4 team, but I I think they're going to be decent. I think they're just offensively uh Kiffin's good enough where they're going to be able to compete and maybe get an upset or two. Um so that's why I have them as my dark horse.
3: we know cuz not only the, so they had Jackson Dart last year, they brought in Spencer Sanders from from Oklahoma State and they also brought in Walker Howard who was like a Five star kid transfer from LSU. Any word on who? Like, I haven't seen anything. I don't. I don't know if, if they've announced anyone or. Well, I Google haven't check.
0: heard a lot. I I just assumed it was Jackson Dart. Like, I haven't even heard the cover three guys really talk about that competition.
1: Um, Jackson Dart. Um, all I know is he was named to the Johnny United's Golden Arm Award watch list. So. It, it, from what I've seen, he's projected starter. Um, I think it'd be surprising if he wasn't, but. I'm seeing as Man. of
3: five days ago that it's between Dart and Spencer Sanders still. Okay. In fact, uh, he, he worked Jackson. with the
1: first team offense today. I saw a tweet. Um, Jackson he, Dart,
0: another former USC Trojan.
1: Yep. I'm interested um, Arkansas. They returned KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders in the backfield. But they don't have they, they lose a lot of receivers. So Arkansas's problem probably this year is just being a one dimensional offense. Um, the defense was never a strength. They took they grabbed a couple uh, in conference transfers for John coat from Missouri and then uh, a corner from Georgia, Jaheim Singletary. So, I mean, Arkansas is going to probably be their gritty selves with uh, Sam Pittman, bulldog, bruiser. He's a bruiser
3: should mention too, um, Kentucky always kind of a team never know they brought in Devin Leary from NC State it um, was like oh, they I'll can- be
2: talking about Kentucky more later don't you even worry about oh, it oh so
3: that's uh, that, that's going to be one of the locks huh? you like Devin Leary I like Devin Leary I like Mark Stoops I was going to say you want to you want to talk about him now since we're going through the SEC you're going to you're going to save it all
1: uh, yeah, I think we're about ready to switch over. I mean, yeah, we can, we can. Little... I mean,
2: I, I, they bring in Devin Leary. Uh, their win totals sitting at seven and a half right now. Um, so I'm, I, I like that over seven and a half wins. It's one of my three favorite um win total bets this off season. Uh, let's see. They, they have, they start the season out with three automatic wins in Eastern Kentucky, Akron. Van, uh, Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron. They go to Vanderbilt, which should be a win, but I won't. I won't say it's a guarantee. Then you have you have Florida the next week at home, which is you know I feel like they always play Florida pretty tight. Beat them last year. Georgia's a loss. Then you have Missouri at home, and you get Tennessee at home. Uh, I do think they win one of Tennessee, Missouri, or Florida at home. So that's, that puts them at five wins right there. And then you go to Mississippi State. We don't know what to expect from them. You probably lose to Bama. And then you go to South Carolina, which is probably a toss-up game, and you finish the season with Louisville. So I think they, I the path to eight wins to me is very open and obvious. So I like their over seven and a half wins. And I think Devin Leary, he was hurt last year. But great college quarterback at NC State over the course of his career. Yeah.
0: Do they still have the same OOC there? I mean, I just um, – the guy they had with uh, – who was their quarterback there previously? Will Levis. Levis? Will Levis. Yeah. I just like – it just didn't seem like a quarterback-friendly offense at all. And I'm wondering if they have some a fresh face in there.
2: Didn't have a lot of weapons last year. I don't know if Will Levis is as good as people thought he was, but I I truthfully don't think there's that much of a drop-off from him to Leary in terms of college quarterbacks.
1: I think that's fair. I, for I, uh, I can keep it in the SEC. I mean, I already went through the schedule, so one of my three is the Gamecocks over six. <laughs> I mean, easy enough. I've taken it the last two years. It's been free money. They keep setting it so low. Six? Are you kidding me? Um, Yeah, we're going to do it. X-Factor this year, I didn't mention his name earlier. I might have. De'Carion Joyner, he's playing running back for us. So he's filling a void created by uh, the Marshawn Lloyd transfer to USC. Um, De'Carion is, is Mr. Phil Roll. He's Mr. South Carolina. He has done everything for this offense during his four years blood, sweat, tears, loves the program, loves the state. Cannot wait to uh, to see what he can do in, in running back. I think he's going to get a lot of touches, so we're excited for him.
3: I'll go quick here. Uh, I'm just going to get out of the way now. I'm going to go Penn State over 9.5. Um, it's juice to the over, uh, minus, minus 145, 150, depending where you look. I think they get either Ohio State on the road or Michigan at home this year. I think they win one of those two games. Couldn't tell you which one, honestly. Um, And then, honestly, I don't think they should lose another game, Uh, but 9.5 does give you that wiggle room. Um, I mean, could they stub their toe at Illinois or maybe against Iowa? It's possible. Um, I I don't think so. The non-con should be three wins easy. Yeah, I think, honestly, with Penn State, um, even if they do drop Ohio State and Michigan, they could just do exactly what they did last year and, and pretty much blow out everyone else. So. I think this is a ten-win team at minimum, um, with a chance to go eleven and one. So maybe even twelve and zero. They've never beaten Michigan and Ohio State in the same year, so uh, it's it's not likely. But um, yeah, I think nine and a half, even even at minus one fifty, give me the over. I Think it's free money.
2: I did consider Penn State for one of mine, but I'm already pretty locked up in their future. So I said, let's take yeah. it a little bit easy.
3: And you know what? I, I don't like taking that uh, that'll be my my uh my shortest odds there. I don't like taking a minus one forty five, one fifty there. But again, I think it's free money. I'm surprised it's not ten. Like I, I almost feel like I'm I'm surprised maybe it moves there and maybe it's close to, but um yeah, to me it's to me it's an over team.
1: My my over six and a half for Carolina is plus one sixty. I think I misspoke and said over six earlier. Over six and a half, plus one
0: sixty. Okay. I don't have anything in the SEC, um, so I'll go to the Big Ten follow-up days. Penn State play, um, and we talked. I we talked about this team quite a bit last week uh, with our Big Ten preview. But I like Wisconsin over eight and a half. The juice is at minus one forty-five right now, um, so they get. Ohio State, Indiana, Rutgers from the East. Obviously, Ohio State game is going to be a challenge, but they get the two worst teams on the East side. Um, and then their own side in the West, they get Iowa and Nebraska, who I think are probably the best two other teams on that side at home. Um, and then I think the other question mark is a non-con week three game at Washington State, which could be tricky. Um so between that OSU and, and um, Washington State game, like Dave said about Penn State, a little wiggle room with Wisconsin at eight and a half um, to drop another game potentially in the West there. Um, I think they're a nine and three ball club, maybe 10 and two. I'd be surprised, I, but I, I really like them at nine and three.
1: I can piggyback off that and cuz you mentioned the team love the Washington State Cougars in the Pac12. Ab why, why did you laugh so hard? <laughs> because I remember
0: like it was yesterday our Pac12 preview and literally we couldn't talk about anybody but Washington State. You're obsessed.
1: I'm obsessed with the Cougars this year. Listen, Cam Ward, he's going to be he's going to be doing it all quarterback. I I'm they were a really tough team last year. I remember taking them a few times. I think they blew out and won just about all the times I took them, so they were they were fun. Last year it's over 6. Their schedule is not challenging. Like I I think I see two games that I would expect they lose and then a bunch of toss-ups and a four or five at least games that I expect them to win. So 6 feels like a low number. I also sprinkled them to win the Pac-12. I'm not going to lie to you guys plus 2,600, they could do it. I can't wait to see the uh, the two Washington State flags that go to every single game day location throughout the year, every time, in Charlotte. That's the sign I need.
2: <clears throat> All right. Well, since everybody else took their favorite team, add BC over 5.5 to the list for me. Uh, honestly, downright disrespectful. For them to think we're not getting to a bowl game is is just disrespectful. We beat Northern Illinois Week 1. We beat Holy Cross Week 2. I'm not saying it's happening, but Forest State comes to our backyard September 16th. That's probably a loss for the Seminoles, so that's a 3-0 start. They go to Louisville, wow. probably lose that. You have Virginia coming to town. Games against Army, Georgia Tech, BC. Syracuse, and Virginia Tech all back-to-back-to-back. You're winning a few of those games. Pitt's a tough place to play, but could win it. And then Miami, Florida comes to BC on November 24th, my birthday, in the cold, in the snow. There is not a chance in hell the Hurricanes win that game. BC is getting to six wins easy, and they're making a bowl game.
1: I like that pick, that last one. I like that, too.
3: You talked me into that, Connor. I might join you on that. What's the what's the uh the juice on, on over? I
1: unfortunately can't
2: see the juice right now because I can't
3: bet it in Boston. Oh, okay. I can I can tell you right now. I'd um, like it to
0: be known. Connor did miss misspeak. Miss, yeah, he said everyone bet their own team in the segment. I did not. I am an honest and unbiased PC, by the podcaster, way. so just wanted to lay that out there.
3: Connor minus one thirty-five on the over five and a half.
0: Yeah. feed me that. Okay. Dave, you or me next with our second.
3: Uh I'll I'll go quick here. Um not gonna spend too much time on this one, but give me Oklahoma State over six and a half, um, minus one fifteen on DraftKings. Was listening to the cover three guys, gotta this is not my pick. This is this is a pick that a couple of those guys liked and they really talked me into it. Uh so I was influenced by it, but the point they made: Mike Dundee, since 2005, has never lost. Has never won less than seven games. This guy wins seven, eight, nine, ten, ten games every year. He knows how to win in the Big 12. They got a sixth-year guy at quarterback, Alan Bowman, transferred from from Michigan. He's a former Texas Tech kid who, um, actually, you know, was kind of promising as a true freshman there, uh, and then has been in Michigan as a backup the last couple years. So. I just think this is the Big 12 to me feels wide open. I think uh, with the addition of Houston and BYU and Cincinnati, there's some easy wins to be had there. Um, so, yeah, I just think Oklahoma State's going over six and a half. Well,
0: that's kind of a bummer. Um, I like things to be unique, but Dave, as you can see on the screen, one of my locks is Oklahoma State. Um, <laughs> over six and a
3: half. Well, Chad, we um, both listened to the cover three pod. I mean, they, yeah. they had a convincing argument for us there.
0: So that's – I was originally – because when we did this preview show, I'm on Kansas State to win the division, but their their win total was a lot higher than I initially thought it was. Um, and then I, I was looking through, and so Oklahoma State gets – some dog shit teams so they get central arkansas arizona state south alabama west virginia cincy ucf houston byu i think they can win six of those eight games like those are some bad teams in there and then they get ou kansas kansas state all at home and they're at iowa state so i just i love their schedule and i i guess they avoid texas this year um and texas tech um don't they play Texas every year? Apparently not. Um no. so I just think their their schedule is super favorable. Um and it yeah, minus 115 I thought was was pretty good juice there. On a low number.
3: Yeah, you, you mentioned that the, the non pounds a joke. I mean, Arizona State, I think, is sitting at like a three and a half win total. They're not supposed to be. They good just this announced
0: year. uh the true freshman quarterback as the starter, Jalen Roshada.
3: Yeah, Roshada. Um yeah. Yeah, and then like yeah, BYU, Houston, like yeah, you're right. The schedule sets up very favorably, it feels like. And honestly, it's just Mike Gundy. And <laughs> he's they're, they're always seem to be in it. It just feels like the Big Twelve's wide open. I that feels like easy money there. We shall see though.
1: Johnny right, is it John you for
3: pick
2: two. Yeah. Round three for Johnny.
1: Yeah, because I have South Carolina and Washington State. Um This one was kind of just like it just kind of feels right. I was on the phone with Chad earlier talking about this team, how I feel about them for week one, so that's a little preview too. I like Notre Dame a lot this year. With Sam Hartman at quarterback, I have over eight and a half wins. I'm laying some juice on that number, but I I just Marcus Freeman year two, I think he kind of figured it out, and I think they're just missing a stud quarterback like Hartman. You know, I think they're going to continue to be a very strong team running the football. Their defense was very solid last year. Uh, I I don't think that's going to change, and I I think their schedule is doable. So to get to nine wins, you know, they they got some big matchups. They play, uh, they play Ohio State, they play USC, they play Clemson. You know, lose those three games, win the rest. I think that's doable. They, They play some other tough games too, but I think they win at least one of those three, and that'll be enough to get them to nine. So I, I like Notre Dame a lot this year. I think they're going to be a, a team that scores a lot more points. It's a lot more fun to watch with Sam Hardman at quarterback. It just feels gross, John. I'm a, that's I'm why, a, I Listen, yeah, that's just, why I love it. Listen, that's why I love it. I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I have a grosser right, well, one for you. That's a bonus. I'll throw it at you later. It, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna throw up. Honestly, Dave, you're gonna all be right, sick.
2: Well, this one's pretty damn ugly. Let's get some unders involved. I'm taking Michigan State under five and a half win, minus one fifty. Mel Tucker is a dog shit coach. They have a dog shit roster, and they start a quarterback that was supposed to be their third string guy. Um, they play in uh, the Big Ten, and let's pull up their schedule. Let's set the narrative here. You know, let's let's pull it up. So. They start with Central Michigan, who's a good MAC team, not an automatic win. They'll beat Richmond. They probably start 2-0, right? Then they have Washington come to town. Then Maryland, go to Iowa, to Rutgers, then take on Michigan, then travel to Minnesota. Then they get Nebraska at the end of the year when I think they'll, they'll have some of the kinks worked out. Then they go to Ohio State, to Indiana, and finish the season with Penn State at home. They have Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State on that schedule. It's been a team in decline the past couple years. I just do not see the ship getting righted this year, under five and a half.
3: I like that pick. That kind of hurts. I'm I'm between a couple here. Chad, that – Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead.
0: So this is my favorite pick by far, but I want a PSA, kind of a biased play. Um, so, Ryan Day falls under the, the Chip Kelly coaching tree. So, I've listened to a lot of stuff lately, whether it's um, Ryan Day talking about Chip Kelly or Chip Kelly on Joel Klatt's podcast. I just love Chip Kelly now. Um, I think he's an awesome coach. Um, I am going UCLA over eight and a half. Juice is at minus 125. So, the schedule breakdown. They have USC Utah on the road. So I'm willing to consider those losses ahead of time. Um, They don't have any competition in the non-com. There's three easy wins there. Um, They avoid Washington and Oregon on the other side of the conference. And then I'd say there are two more toss upy games. Home against Wazoo at Oregon State. Um, I think... UCLA is better than both of those teams, but even going conservatively and and splitting hairs there and having one of those as a loss, that puts them at nine and three. Um, I I think they're a 10 and two team. Um, I, I just, I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson or whatever was that good. I think he was a product of that offense. Like we had talked about back on the PAC 12 preview. Um, So I don't think UCLA takes a step back without him. Um, another year under Kelly, get his guys in there. Um, so give me the over eight and a half there.
3: I like that, Chad. I like that. I wanted, to, I was kind of looking for an underplay here, scrambling. Um, but I'm going to stick to another over. Give me Florida State over nine and a half. It's at minus 140. So I'm taking a, another kind of low hanging fruit here. Look, I just, I, I think Jordan Travis is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in in college football this year. It's not going on a huge limb or anything, but I kind of come expect them to come out and beat LSU week one. Quite honestly, I think this is an experienced ball club. They brought back a couple guys last year who could have gone pro feels like the momentum is turning in this program. I think they are the team to beat in the ACC this year. Um, they get they're on the road at Clemson, but I mean, outside of LSU and Clemson, I don't know another game they're going to lose. I mean, Florida is obviously a rivalry game at the end of the year, uh, but I think they're going to be honestly they remind me a lot of of Penn State sort of as as the evolution of a program. I mean, Penn State's been a little better recently, but this is a historically a blue blood type of program. I think Mike Norvell's done all the right things there. He's been recruiting well. They have a really good quarterback now. Um, I just think this is a team, you know, LSU and Clemson are the tricky spots. I think they win at least one of those, and I'm not sure. I think they can just kind of beat up on the rest of the ACC there. I mean, there's a lot of pretty bad teams in that schedule. So minus 140 hurts a little bit, but I think it's free money. Give me over nine and a half
1: for the Seminoles. Wow. Interesting to see – they can get back to the top. I'd love to see him knock off Clemson in that ECC. That'd be fun.
2: All right. You got guys week, all... We got week zero. Uh, well, you, you throw in your oh, bonus. Yeah, Johnny's got one more yeah. win total. I got league, a right?
1: bonus. It's gross. Um, I placed a bet on the UMass Minutemen over two and a half wins. I'm um, cool. I i I'm falling in love with this program. Uh, listen, Don Brown, head coach, he was... He's the winningest head coach in UMass history. He, he won a D two he, national he's, he's championship. He's
2: a DC legend. He was our D coordinator for a while. He, he's a he was
1: he was like his his what was his career record? Um, I don't know what it was, but 90, 96 and fifty six as a head coach in his fourteenth season. A lot of that time was at UMass during their golden era in uh, Division two. He went in last year. They were one and eleven, but they were they were. So, they were so improved. They gave up 5,800 yards uh, defensively two years ago. Last year, 4,400. Just shaved 1,400 yards off. Um, look at their schedule. It's terrible. They play a bunch of bad teams because they're a bad team. Um, I think three wins is within reach. I really think there's no way that they shouldn't. The Don Brown, Donnie Brown has worked the Transfer Portal. He brought in Tyce. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Do you – Former Clemson and Georgia Tech quarterback, Tyson. Tyson Oh, I didn't
3: know he was
1: at UMass. Though. Yeah, they,
3: he, was a, he was a highly, highly ha- recruited kid.
1: High recruit, named starter yesterday. They brought in a couple other uh, receivers out of the transfer portal. Mark Pope, he was at Jackson State and the uh, Miami Hurricanes before, and then Anthony Simpson from Arizona. They brought in Ole Miss safety. Their offensive line is four or five starters back. They're winning four or five games. Yeah. No doubt.
3: There's three automatic losses on that schedule. Probably four, actually. Penn State, yeah. Auburn. Toledo is a good team. They're going to get their ass kicked by Toledo. And Liberty on the road, they'll probably get their ass kicked. But I don't know. Oh. I mean, Arkansas State, Eastern Michigan. I mean, I don't know shit about any of those teams. They got um, Merrimack. I mean, that's a win. Think? Wow! I didn't even see that. Is Merrimack an, an FCS program? We got
1: Merrimack. They might got... not
3: even be FCS. Uh, that's what be I'm saying. Them. I've never dude, never seen Merrimack on the
1: schedule. Look, at this. All right, Arkansas State, Merrimack, uh, UConn at home, and then you got those. You got multiple games against bad MAC teams, and then week one against New Mexico State. Uh Sneak peek: one of my locks is UMass plus six and a half. Week one, dude, they're winning four or five. Come on now, Dave wants to ride this with me. I can tell. I, just,
3: I don't want to watch outside when I play Penn State. I don't want to watch any UMass game this year. So you I don't have to watch. Do you don't have to watch. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, you act like you're not yeah, watching. I respect, them, I respect the zero. Yeah, you do get they week do. zero at UMass. That's fun.
1: That's what I'm saying.
3: Is it the that's New fun. Mexico State Raiders?
1: The, uh, the Aggies. Aggies. Oh, it's the Aggies.
3: Aggies. I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um that do you guys want me to just do this now? I mean that's a that's a nice transition. Oh uh, uh, my no. locks of the week. The UMass Minutemen plus six and a half. Easy bread.
1: Are with you? Locked it in. Sprinkled money line too. That's not a lock for me, but I, I took plus two oh five. I love plus six and a half for for you, That's on ESPN at 7 p.m. <laughs>
3: That'd be the biggest yeah. win in program history. Just a week zero, like, prime prime matchup for the Minutemen. I mean, I, I don't uh, – dogs on the road. That might be the biggest win in program history.
1: Dude, Don was a D coordinator under Harbaugh five years at Michigan not long ago. Like, the, like he's going to have him ready. He's going to have them ready out there. They lost a tough one at home. I guess they do a home-and-home with New Mexico State. So, they lost last year. I think they're going to be fired up. Revenge spot. Yeah. Big road um, win to start the year.
0: My
2: first lock. Hold on, is... I should probably go over the schedule real quick oh. for for week zero for people that yeah that aren't familiar. Give us it's an order slight. start time, Connor. Yeah,
0: it, and uh, the network it's being broadcast on.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta go to a different. <laughs> for that.
3: Like, is there a noon box game am i gonna hear no there's Guy not we, we kick off that? with with notre dame and navy
2: yeah all right so we have uh, notre dame navy at 230 uh notre dame's minus 20 and a half that game and i don't even see a channel for this yet it'll be on espn i assume because it's the ireland game it's the NBC. Uh, no, NBC. NBC, NBC, okay. NBC yeah. Then we have Jacksonville State Utep at 5 30. I'd be surprised if that's on a normal normal channel. You'll probably have to dig for that one. I'd be um, surprised
0: if I was digging for that game. I'd be really yeah. surprised.
2: <laughs> seven, o- seven o'clock. We have Ohio at San Diego State at uh San Diego State minus two and a half over under 49 and a half. Then we have Van Vanderbilt and Hawaii. In Tennessee at 730. I don't know if Vanderbilt stadium's done yet, but it looks like it was going right up against it. Uh, Vandy minus 17. They, they were an E they were a, a unanimous lock for us at week zero last year. They absolutely smashed Hawaii. Um, then at eight o'clock, we have USC San Jose state minus 30 and a half USC over under 66 and a half. And then we finish the night with Florida International Louisiana Tech at nine. Louisiana Tech's minus ten and a half. And then we have that UMass game at seven as well that we talked about at so
0: you know, little appetite. Wow.
2: So, what a slate.
1: <laughs> I mean it was I was looking through it earlier and it was it was oh, it was gross, but it felt so good. Yeah at um, least we had
0: northwestern and- Nebraska last year. Like, that was a spectacular game. It was a good uh, no, game. No, Notre
1: Dame-Navy is perfectly, perfectly good in Ireland. So, me and Connor are one lockdown. We're both on the uh, Minutemen plus six okay. and a half.
0: I, I like to go in chronological order of the day. It gives off good vibes. So, I'll start with Notre Dame-Navy. Um, I like under 50 and a half there. I don't envision Navy scoring a lot of points. And playing a game in Dublin just oozes vibes—a low-scoring service academy type. Like, consider Notre Dame a service academy at this point. Um, the, Notre Dame's receivers are horrible; um, they're they're not good. I, I think Hartman's fine. He's actually one of the one of the better-rated returning quarterbacks in college football this year. Um, but I just—they have questions. I believe at one or two of the guard spots on the offensive line. Uh, interior, of the defensive line—they're question marks—and they have they have John and Connor at receiver. So, I think there will be some growing pains. Um, I fully expect them to win this game, uh, but I like the under.
3: All right, my first lock of the year—I got two this weekend. Give me Ohio plus two and a half on the road at San Diego State. I really like their quarterback, Curtis Rourke guy was spectacular last year, Chad, um, threw for 3,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, only four picks. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in the Mac. Um, I just think this is a game where I don't know shit about San Diego State. I know they're usually – you know, usually it's low-scoring games, good defense type of thing. I think Curtis Rourke saw him play against Penn State last year. I think the guy's a really good quarterback, and um, I-, I just think dogs on the road. Give me a little match in week one. The Bobcats. They they scared just, state last year, man. No,
2: they didn't. I think we watched that I, game together. Yeah, we did. It was close and then Nick Singleton had like three straight hundred yard I don't, runs. I don't
3: think that was close at any point. Let's not let's not
2: guess They've, up here, but every game's close when it starts. I
3: like the Bobcats.
1: You um you just talked me into that one. I'm in with you. Uh they let's were ten four last year, Ohio. Good team.
3: Yeah, good ball club um i'll just rattle off my second one uh real quick here you need a Snake third draft. one by the way yeah you're gonna i need do okay I start i'll start this let me, week it's three a week all right let me go let me go you're right you're right all right let me go let me go my second one here and then i'll get time to, to figure out the third one vanderbilt minus 17 and a half i mean guys this is a long trip for the the uh oh man what is it the fighting rainbow warriors the rainbow warriors just oh, the rainbow why? warriors yeah the rainbow Warriors, not the fighting. I put fighting in front of everything. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, you call Boston um, College the Boston College fighting Eagles every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, guys, I think, first of all, has Hawaii ever gone that far east? I mean, seriously, that's about as far east as they can go. Uh, Vanderbilt was a 5 and 17 last year. They beat Kentucky on the road, they beat Florida. Third year under Clark Lee, I believe, John. Um, I think he got a contract extension as well. Mm-hmm. The Rainbow Warriors should not be able to go on the road and keep this game within three touchdowns against an SEC program. I think Vanderbilt is building something uh, relative to to what you can build at Vanderbilt. So, yeah, I think I think they should stomp. They should stomp the Rainbow Warriors. Seventeen and a half, three touchdowns.
0: That's a spectacular pick by Cardillo. It, it by yeah. the way,
3: almost brought up Vanderbilt in the season win total. Three and a half, John. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't touch on them. They got Hawaii, Alabama, AM, and M, and UNLV. Those are three wins. They could easily, easily. They just got to pluck one of those SEC games. They also get Ace, uh, Wake Forest in the ACC.
1: I think it's yeah. the only reason I
3: didn't bring it up is minus 170. But that's Vanderbilt should win.
1: Yeah, four games this year. They should. I think they're on a better path. Um, yeah, their construction in the end zones. I don't know if that'll be. Uh out of the way or not for this game, but um, the thing. I was
0: going to follow up with um, an agreement, 17 and a half there. Um, I, I, go ahead. You got it. No, I was just going to say I, I, I think Kawhi's bad, and Bandy showed signs like Dave said. Um, I'll, I'll look into if there's a book that has it at 17, maybe look at playing like 16 and a half, minus 115 if I can get it at. Um, but no, I'm I'm in agreement with Bandy there.
1: I I took it too. I it's not one of my locks, but I I did take that for this week. They won like sixty three to ten last year on the island. Something crazy. All
2: right. I, I truthfully might have the ugliest, grossest lock that's ever been on this show ever. Uh, Let me set the scene for you. Notre Dame, Navy, they have to fly across the water. They're in Ireland. (laughs) Sam Howell's starting his first game for Notre Dame. Navy's running the triple option. Guys are nervous as hell out there. There's maybe two, two, maybe three drives that happen in the first quarter because Navy's just running the piss out of the pill. So give me the under 10 first quarter Navy-Notre Dame.
3: That's my lock right there. Wow!
1: I don't. I I like we were just like
3: picking these. I didn't know we were we were digging into the to the, to the those type of things. But that's usually
1: fine. we don't. But uh, week zero, you know, you got to get you got to dig your heels. You got to get
3: crafty. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: okay, I respect it. I'm I, my second lock is in that game. It's Notre Dame minus twenty and a half. No rationale, really. Everyone's on Navy right now, though. Looks like sixty eight percent on Navy, so I think Sam. Hartman you know what, John? I
2: I almost used Navy as a, a lock of the week, and I told myself there's a chance Sam Howell or not Sam Howell. Uh Sam Sam Hartman, Hartman comes out here and just absolutely blows the blows Navy out of the water. So
1: I I feel like it's like a thirty five seven type of type of final score. Notre Dame. Okay.
0: I have my third play, unless anyone else is ready. Good. Okay. Um, we're going to go out west uh, to USC, San Jose State. Give me USC's team total over 48 and a half. I, I mean, San Jose doesn't have a defense. Um, I don't expect <laughs> – like, that might be being generous as well. Um, USC's offense won't have any rust. Um They have the quarterback back. They have running backs back. Their offense will be the best, if not one of the three or four best in college football this year. I mean, they could put up 70. Yeah, they could put up 70-plus against um, San Jose State. So give me USC team total.
1: My third lock's in that game. So is mine. It's San Jose State plus 30-and-a-half. Just seems like too many. Yeah. I don't have much. I I did some research. I think Santa, from what I remember, and that's off the cuff. Um, they returned a few guys, and their offense seemed to be pretty competent. Like they, their their defense is bad, but they could score points last year. I think USC is going to allow points. I don't think USC is going to have any sort of a home field advantage in the Coliseum on August twenty eighth, on a Saturday night in LA against San Jose State. So I mean, I think that that. You know, they could keep this within 30. Uh, they should. It's probably going to be very high scoring. I think the over is also a pretty good look here. I don't know if that's really good, Connor. Yeah,
2: yeah uh, John, that was a great segue to me. Uh, over six and a half and yeah. I, uh, I think this is going to be a glorified scrimmage with little to no defense being played.
3: I, I, think, yeah, I, I think it
2: realistically could be like
3: 63-21 USC. Yep. Yep. We're total agreement. Don't have much to add. I mean, USC is going to put up at least fifty, and let's not forget how bad USC's defense was last year. They were terrible. Uh, I don't know anything about San Jose State, but I feel like I've seen this this game before, whether it be Week Zero or Week <laughs> One. I mean, this is going to be a fifty-four to twenty-one ball game mid fourth quarter. You know, it's it's a little Pac-12. It's an eight o'clock start, so wouldn't wouldn't really qualify that as packed to after dark, but this game's going into the 70s easily. Over.
1: 66. Those and a half. scenarios had San Jose barely not covering, so I hope that um it's a little tighter than what you guys said. I, I don't know. Like this is the like Caleb Williams and the and the starters might not even sniff the field in the fourth quarter. That's where I think San Jose just kind of sneaks. No, he's in.
3: he's trying to win the Heisman, John. This is this is the you need this. Oh, game. he could
1: put up you put up 406 Still touchdowns, a in three quarters, and come out. He has no need to be in there in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me?
3: Listen, if
2: Caleb Williams is in there in the fourth quarter, we no, gotta no. have a talk. Yeah, that, if, if
1: he is, and it's like within three touchdowns, and I'm pretty happy, probably.
0: So, um, speaking of Caleb Williams, let's. Um, we've been on here for a while, so let's. Um, any, you know, I don't know if you guys have been looking at the Heisman odds. Um. Anything standing out there? And then, um, if you wanted to make your, play, should we do playoff picks? I don't. I don't know. Um,
1: we'll I don't have playoff s- picks re- prepared. I'll be honest. But if you guys want that, to talk about, Chad, it. let's. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we can we, save playoff can just,
0: picks. Yeah, we don't I've really been, need. You know, I'm not going to take any guy with. Worse than plus 3,000 odds, I think, this year. I gave you mine, Um,
1: Jason McClellan's mine, banner running back. uh, That was, yeah. uh, One guy, I think
3: his odds have probably skyrocketed. I don't know where they were, but since Carson Beck was officially announced, look, it's kind of like if Georgia's going to be one of the best teams again, if they're really good, Carson Beck's probably going to be pretty good quarterback on the best team is probably not a bad bet. I'm seeing him at plus 1500 right now. I'm guessing he probably could have got way better odds uh, a couple weeks ago.
2: It wasn't so that much
3: crazier. I think he was like plus 3000 or so. Okay. Um, Long shots that stand out to me, I mean
0: I was looking at like Will Shipley at plus 8000. It's going to be the focal oh. point of that Clemson offense. I will um, take
2: uh Clay I'll take Cade Klubnick under okay, okay. the tutelage of Garrett Riley this year. I think he'll have a very Max Duggan esque season, and I expect them to be good enough to get him at least the looks down the stretch. Another guy I, I like, but I I don't see the team being good enough. Or not good enough. The team winning out enough games is Michael Penix Jr.
1: I like
3: that, 12 is kind of tough this year, honestly. There's, I feel like there's a lot of good teams yeah. in there. They, I think, they could be a it, only an eight win team or so. But
1: if you, an could awesome take, I don't know what the odds would be if, if you could take a you,
3: um,
0: Dave, did you just say
3: Washington's going to be an eight win team?
1: I said, I think they could be like an eight, nine
3: win team. Oh, like, I think there's, no, I think, I don't know what's their total at. Like, I'm, I feel like people are high in them, but I think there's, there could be some letdown, they're a nine and a half. Nine and a
0: half, yeah. I have him as a playoff no, team. I have him as a playoff Oh, I'm under on
3: them. Okay. I think the is um, good.
1: What? I if I could take a, a future on top a top three Heisman odds, give me Blake Corum. I think Blake Corum's for sure gonna be in the top three. Looks like he's plus twenty five hundred to
0: win it. He's not even the Might best be running back on that team.
1: Doesn't need to be. He's gonna get volume. Um, the other guy I would point out
3: is outside the top ten in odds is, and I, I hate saying this, but JJ McCarthy, um, send a plus eighteen hundred, seen with the eleventh best odds right now. Well, kind of the same reasoning as Carson Beck, like Michigan, very highly, very high chance they're going to be an eleven, maybe twelve win team. Um, I think. Look, JJ McCarthy showed some things last year. I don't like him. It's hard for me to say this as a as a Penn State fan, but. Dude's talented. He's a really good athlete. showed showed he can kind of win him some games last year. Uh, I I think he's he's probably a pretty good bet to uh, if they win eleven or twelve games, he could easily be at the ceremony. I think the smart money's on quarterbacks. I was yeah. considering I was considering McCarthy. I you want a
0: guy things. whose odds are going to shoot up soon? Um, you can get Devin Brown at like plus thirty five hundred. I'm like eighty five percent sure he's going to be the starter. I mean, really? Gonna up. Yeah. Has
3: something changed since so, we spoke? Because you didn't feel that way last week. I just
0: think the longer they take to make a decision is more of just trying to keep McCord in the program for another year. I, from what I've read, I think. Devin They'll Brown's audition
3: just, both guys. I think regardless, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They have they have three weeks to prepare for Notre Dame. Um, but I think Devin Brown's a guy. I think he's just more athletic, has a better arm. Um, you know, it's probably prone to make poor decisions from time to time, but I think he's going to be the guy. Oh, number 33 as a quarterback is disgusting. I'm still trying Can to Number 33. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. It reminds me. Remember when uh, Teddy Bridgewater just switched to 50 in the NFL. Yeah. Remember Denard Robinson, the year he wore 99 for Michigan, 98, 98, <laughs> <Yeah>. 98. <laughs> I mean, that is just, I would not want to watch my, my team if my quarterback's repping a number
1: that's not a It literally just makes 19.
2: me think that they're a scrub automatically.
1: <laughs> that, was it 98 Devin Gardner? Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. Yes, yeah. Was 16. You're right.
3: You're right, John. Yes, thank you for clarifying. You're, you're right.
1: kidding. You're joking about Teddy being 50.
3: No, Teddy he's learned 50 good. in
2: preseason. <laughs> he, <just>, he is. <laughs> he switched his number last week. I swear to God. Teddy two gloves.
1: John, that's real. He's had a lot of concussions. John,
0: John <laughs> hates Teddy
3: Bridgewater, despises. Just not, him. just like not
1: him. a, not a good quarterback, dude. Really, 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 been. He's really a
3: great account. backup, great backup yeah. to have.
1: He should be on. I can keep you in a game. Yeah. No, no, he, he will never win though. He likes to lose. He doesn't win, <laughs> dude. Chad, when when I would like, I think Skyler is like gives you a better chance to win than Teddy.
0: I hated Skyler, that take.
1: And Skyler can barely hold the football in his hand, dude. It's fucking brutal. Need two to be healthy.
2: Any any last it, calls tonight? I don't got any. I'm just a fired up. Footballs here.
0: Um, everyone, if you my last call will be, and I I fully expect you guys in the next couple of days to start watching it. But I'm gonna after we hop off, I'm gonna start Swamp Kings. I'm very excited. Um. I think it's going to be a spectacular show. I'm going to be disappointed if I'm not, you know, thoroughly pleased with it. Um, so that, that's my last call. You have some time this week, you know, hop into Netflix, throw on swamp Kings. Tell me what you think. Tweet or no tag us on Instagram. Um, give us your rating out of 10.
2: Sounds good, man. All right, fellas. Good luck with week zero. Uh, Pick graphics will be out tomorrow, so everyone can revel in our glorious picks. Let's let's start the year out twelve and oh. We have no conflicting picks this week, so it's possible.
3: Hey, there. I think um Why I think, not us? Too, we should we should I know we we practice you guys tracked this last year. I don't think I participated. So I'm in I'm in the the three picks a week uh locks. And um we, we should put some going into week one when we do this pod next week, we should put some type of stakes on the line here. Just, just something to to uh, we sure. We'll we'll use
2: week we'll we will we will use week zero as a as a, a warm up. Yeah, and then week week one we'll will be yeah. Ready no to one, go.
3: even if people go zero three this week, it's just week zero. We got to put some type of stakes for the season long. Three locks a week, I, I think.
1: This is like preseason. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: We'll, we'll have to get creative. I, oh, so week zero we're not counting. Is that is that what week we're saying? zero? We'll see the results, but it
2: doesn't count towards your overall record.
3: Yeah. Okay, so we're we're kicking this off week one.
2: Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, week point five.
1: We will determine. Yeah, week point five for sure. Oh
3: yeah, Thursday. I'll be in on that Thursday slate. For sure. Yeah, we
1: Uh, want to give you a
2: wide variety of options. I feel like three picks in week zero, you're you're kind of getting into the weeds to find three that
3: you really like. So we'll start week one. Look, we're excited for the slate, but it's it's a tad underwhelming. We're just all happy to have the, the sport back. Um,
2: I will say, it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year, though. So yeah. I think there will be a point where we we get like a ranked game, hopefully, in the future. Yeah. All right, all right so we're, we're back. back. All right, we're next back. We're We're back. <laughs> Enjoy that bed. crisp fall zephyr on Saturday morning. <laughs> get a coffee, walk your dog go to church, do whatever you got to do. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradberry.